Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Good morning. Falling back. Scenes of crowded airports, bustling beaches, and packed stadiums over the long holiday weekend. Sparking fears of yet another COVID surge. The question is not whether or not we'll see an increase in cases. The question is by how much. With daily cases already four times higher than a year ago, health officials worry the worst is yet to come with millions heading back to school and work and a dangerous new variant that could evade the vaccine's immunity now in almost every state in the U.S. We'll have everything you need to know. Mounting misery, new storms take aim at flood-ravaged parts of the south and northeast, still recovering from the wrath of Hurricane Ida. President Biden set to visit New York and New Jersey today, while in Louisiana, hundreds of thousands face a ninth day in brutal temperatures with no electricity. There's no way they can live without power. Uh, it's too hot. We'll have the very latest. Amusement park tragedy, the search for answers after a six-year-old girl dies on a popular ride in Colorado. So what went wrong? We'll take you inside that investigation. Bizarre twist, a prominent attorney in South Carolina wounded in a weekend shooting months after the unsolved double murder of his wife and son. Now out of a job and in rehab, his law firm now accusing him of misusing funds. Straight ahead, what his lawyer and police are saying about the latest stunning development. All of that, plus today exclusive, Monica Lewinsky back in the spotlight. The inspiration behind a new series on the scandal that brought down a president. It's just he's um, unavailable. She'll join us live in Studio 1A. And honoring an icon, our Today Show family sharing their fondest memories of Willard Scott. Willard brought fun, uh, not just to the weather. He brought fun uh, to morning television. As the tributes pour in for the one and only Uncle Willie, today, Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuffey. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hey guys, it is so good to see you. It's a Tuesday morning. We're so happy to be seeing you. We're so happy to be seeing each other. It's like the other. first day of school, and yeah. I still work here. Yes, yeah. I took two weeks off at the end of August. I've never done that before. It was so fun. I know you showed up with your backpack, your lunchbox. I know and we're shiny ready. apple for the teacher. All we're right. really excited to be back, and mm -hmm. so so much good stuff coming up this fall. We've got a really busy day in the news too. Stories making headlines here at home and around the world, including the millions still feeling the impact of Ida. In fact, President Biden is traveling today to flood ravaged parts of New York and New Jersey. While down south, heavy rain into parts of New Orleans led to new flood watches there overnight. NBC's Sam Brock 
He's live with more in Al Roker. We'll also have our forecast. In the meantime, in Afghanistan, the Taliban is now claiming total control of that country. And Secretary of State Antony Blinken has made his way to Qatar, where he is addressing the push to evacuate the remaining Americans still in Afghanistan. NBC's Richard Engel standing by in Doha with the latest. But we do begin with health officials sounding a new alarm in the wake of a busy holiday weekend. Packed stadiums, airports, and beaches from coast to coast raising concern about the spread of COVID and another potential potential surge. And this, as a new strain, the mu, a new strain, the mu variant is emerging. NBC's Erin McLaughlin joins us now with details this morning. Hey, Erin, good morning. Hoda, good morning. As millions ventured out this holiday weekend, the Delta variant was still filling hospitals. Daily COVID infections now more than four times higher than this point last year. Daily deaths nearly twice as high. And health officials worry the worst is yet to come. This morning, busy airports and packed gatherings over the holiday weekend, fueling fears of a new COVID surge later this month. This fall's expected return to the office delayed for many because of the Delta variant. Now the WHO warning of the new Mu variant found in 39 countries, including the U.S. Over the holiday weekend, Americans craving a sense of normalcy. College football fans crowded into stadiums. More than 86,000 filled the Florida Gators Stadium. No testing masks or vaccines required. Despite breaking COVID records in August, Florida was the top choice for travelers going out of state. Now some doctors are taking a stand. One Miami physician telling her patients if they're not vaccinated, she's not seeing them in person. Everybody knows somebody that died from COVID. This is a problem that really everybody needs to help out with. In the wake of natural disasters across the country, new concern over COVID outbreaks in evacuation shelters. Just miles from the ferocious Caldor fire in Northern California, physician assistant Ariana Campbell is part of a medical strike team going into shelters and assessing evacuees for the virus. You know, only half of my population is fully vaccinated here and that's posed a lot of risk. With millions of kids heading back to class this week, many schools are already dealing with outbreaks. One-fifth of all districts in Kentucky temporarily closing because of infections. Let's go have a talk. In Arizona, the debate over COVID protocols becoming heated at one elementary school. Three men threatening the principal with citizen's arrest. And I am going to have both of your staff arrested and you arrested as well. After one of their sons was told to quarantine because of possible COVID exposure. And one of them, sorry, one of them was, was carrying zip ties, military black large zip ties and standing in my doorway. The father was later arrested for trespassing. This is the protocol we were supposed to follow. And potentially compounding the situation, that so-called mu variant is now in every state in the country, adding to fears about how transmissible it may be. Although Dr. Fauci says it's not an immediate threat, early lab data suggests it could be vaccine resistant and more real world data is needed to know for sure. Hoda, back to you. Erin, thank you so much. And out of the lingering impact of Hurricane Ida, nine days after it first made landfall from the south to the northeast, communities are still drying out and cleaning up. President Biden traveling today to two of the hardest hit states, New York and New Jersey, after he surveyed the damage firsthand in Louisiana. NBC's Sam Brock is in the New Orleans suburb of Kenner this morning. Sam, good morning. 
Savannah, good morning. Nine days in nine different states impacted by Ida. The death toll already rising now to 69 from the Gulf to the Northeast. Here in the state of Louisiana, even more rainfall on Monday that led to flash flood warnings for residents. Amidst all of this damage, the cleanup is just beginning. More than a week after Hurricane Ida ravaged the region, hundreds of thousands in Louisiana are still in the dark. There's no way they can live without power. Uh, it's too hot. We can't have to wait it out. It's not fun. And for many, patience is running out. It's been hell. And it's wrong for them to treat us like we're not worthy to have our electricity turned on like everybody else. Over the weekend, nearly 600 seniors were evacuated from eight senior apartment complexes. The mayor calling the conditions unfit and unacceptable. Several of the centers were owned by the Archdiocese of New Orleans, which is blaming the city for lack of aid. So we're not going to get into a blame game scenario. We're going to call it what it is. And it was negligence, and it is not on the backs of the city of New Orleans. The heartbreak extending from Cajun country to the New York metropolitan area. It's my life. The full scope of the damage caused by Ida's catastrophic flooding becoming clearer. Cleanup is disastrous and it's going to take a long time. The Northeast death toll rising to 50 as the search continues for two missing people in New Jersey. Rescue teams are on the lookout as fears grow that they may have been swept away in the floodwaters. Hope, faith that she'll come. Even if her body is with us, I'm good. Today, President Biden is set to visit New York and New Jersey. Both states are still reeling from the deadly storm. What just happened is an immense catastrophic trauma, uh, psychologically, medically, and in terms of physical possessions to people's homes. Many in the region still in shock. Oh, nobody expected it that it was going to hit this bad. Okay. With impacted communities across the country coming together. It is devastating. But one thing I do have to say, the community came around. Here in Louisiana, more than half of the customers who lost power have now seen it restored. And as for those senior apartment complexes, the mayor of New Orleans says that they must not only be inspected, but have conditions improved before anyone is allowed to return home. Savannah, back to you. Sam Brock in hard-hit Louisiana for us. Sam, thank you. Meantime, more Americans have been able to get out of Afghanistan, where the Taliban is now claiming to control every corner of that country. This, as U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken uh, headed to Qatar to gain more support for the safe evacuations of Americans still trapped in Afghanistan. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel is in Doha. Hey, Richard, good morning. Good morning. There had been one holdout area, the Panjshir Valley. Uh, now the Taliban claim they have also taken that valley, although the fighters there say they are still trying to hold on, still putting up a fight. Meanwhile, in Afghanistan, there is something of a catch-22. The U.S. is trying to bring out the people who remain in that country. We all saw the extraordinary airlift. It is now a bureaucratic problem because the Taliban says people can go as long as they have documents, but there's no embassy or diplomatic representation in Afghanistan, so there's no one there to issue and process those documents, let alone verify them. As more American troops return home, 
These finally reaching Fort Drum in upstate New York and reunited with their families. They've left behind a country in chaos and ruled by the Taliban. The Islamic fundamentalists who hosted Osama bin Laden claim to have reformed, but many Afghans don't believe it and still want to leave at all costs. Speaking in Doha, Qatar today, Defense Secretary Austin and Secretary of State Blinken said the United States is working 24-7 to evacuate around 100 Americans who remain in Afghanistan and an unclear number of Afghans who fear Taliban reprisals. We've also been engaging with the Taliban on this topic, including in recent hours. They've said that they will let people with travel documents freely depart. We will hold them to that. Qatar, a small and wealthy Gulf nation, has been central to the evacuation mission that airlifted 124,000 from Kabul airport and has become the new diplomatic hub for negotiations with the Taliban. The holdup in Kabul now, getting the airport there up and running for international flights so, uh, and documents. Many of those who want to leave have no paperwork and there's no U.S. embassy or functioning Afghan government to issue any. Among the Afghans evacuated to Qatar are 10 members of Afghanistan's robotics team. Once a symbol of progress, now they're refugees without their families, cared for by the Qatari government, which today gave them new robot kits to build. Dozens of girls on the team remain in Afghanistan. It's a difficult situation and uh, there are so many questions that, are, that remain unanswered. Uh, but our part in all of this is to ensure that we offer them the tools that they can, they can use to continue their education. In Kabul, the Taliban are, for now, allowing women to go to school, but segregated from men. And the Taliban have said no women will hold senior government positions. But Afghan women have been defiantly and bravely taking to the streets, demanding their rights. The Taliban have dispersed them every time. Of course, the humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan is a huge part of the picture. What is the latest there? Well, it's not looking very good. Since the Taliban takeover, food prices have gone up. It is very difficult to get money out of banks. The Taliban are only allowing people to take out $200 a week if they can get into banks. And the UN, which is still operating in a limited capacity, says a third of Afghans are now not getting enough food to eat, and half of children under five face the, the risk of extreme malnutrition. Savannah. What a shame. Richard Engel in Doha, thank you very much. All right, we have a lot more to get to. We welcome Craig to the little table. Hi, Craig. <laughs> well, I'm the little table here. Hello, Savannah. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. An investigation is underway this morning after a tragic accident at a Colorado theme park over the long holiday weekend. A young girl on vacation with her family fatally injured on one of the rides there. NBC Steve Patterson joins us with the latest on the investigation. Steve, good morning. Craig, Craig details, details are, are still limited here, but we know the victim in this case was a six-year-old girl. She was on a popular attraction at the Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park on Sunday that actually takes riders underground when something went horribly wrong. This morning, an investigation is underway following the tragic death of a child at a Colorado theme park. Multiple agencies now looking into what led to the death of a young girl aboard a popular ride. Patient will be a six-year-old female. 
The child died Sunday evening while on the ride at Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park, a mountaintop theme park. So far, investigators have not released any preliminary details about what went wrong. Glenwood Caverns for a party that fell out of the shaft ride. The party's at the bottom of the shaft now. We're still trying to get further. The young victim, whose name has not yet been released, was on the haunted mine drop. Touted as the world's first underground drop ride, it plunges thrill-seekers more than 100 feet into the mountainside before bringing them back to the surface. So basically what happens is you sit in this uh, chair here, or one of these, and then the floor drops out, and then you drop 100 feet down into Iron Mountain. The ride opened just four years ago. A reporter with our Denver affiliate, KUSA, had a chance to go on it before its debut. <laughs> Riders on the coaster must be at least 46 inches tall and must also be able to sign a waiver that states in part seatbelts are required and that the rider agrees to wear a seatbelt at all times while participating. According to the coroner's office, park employees initiated first aid on the little girl until first responders arrived, but at that point, it was too late. The cause of death for the young girl, who's from Colorado Springs, remains under investigation. This morning, Glenwood Caverns remains closed. The park's general manager writing in a statement, the safety and well-being of our guests, our team, and our community is what's most important. Adding, we are heartbroken, confirming the incident, calling it a tragic accident. NBC News has reached out to the agency that regulates and oversees the operation of roller coasters and other mechanical rides in Colorado, but so far, they have not responded to our request. Craig? It's a tragic story. Steve Patterson for us in Los Angeles. Steve, thank you. 17 minutes after the hour, we really are all together again. Yes, Wait, really look at you. Look at us. Look at you. Look at you. Good everybody. Oh, great Hi, in this Al. new light bulb. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Luckily. We've got, I mean, it's really nice. We've, we've gussied things up. It's like we've got a kitchen redo. I love it. Anyway, let's show you what we've got going on for today. Unfortunately, we are worried about some severe weather today. You can see these strong storms pushing down through the Great Lakes. And later on today, 16 million people at risk for damaging winds, isolated hail, and maybe a tornado or two. Tomorrow, that risk moves to the east. We are looking for this front to push in today. Storms stretching from the Great Lakes on into Missouri. Wind gusts of up to 65 miles per hour tomorrow into the northeast in New England. Heavy rain possibly causing localized flooding. We're going to watch that very carefully. Nothing like we saw last week, but still a real concern. Rainfall amounts anywhere from one to three inches. And we also have to look down to the south. We've got a lot of moisture down there. Clusters of storms today moving north into the Gulf. Heavy rain possible from New Orleans all the way to the panhandle of Florida. We could be looking at anywhere from a half an inch to three inches of rain. So we're going to track that very, very closely. And that is your latest weather. All right, Al. Thanks. Uh, just ahead, a deepening mystery in South Carolina. A powerful attorney wounded in a weekend shooting after the unsolved double murder of his wife and his son, that guy is out of a job. He's accused of misusing funds at his law firm. There's a lot to unpack. We're live with the latest twists and turns in that bizarre case. And then Bill Cosby accuser Andrea Constand sitting down with Kate Snow for her first interview since his controversial release from prison. Bill Cosby walks free, but it doesn't change the fact that my testimony was believed. Her message to the man she says attacked her and her concern about the message being sent to survivors of sexual misconduct now. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed we're back 7 30 is the day after labor day we can feel fall in the air we can see cute people on the plaza it's a little cool day oh hello I love it. A good song playing this morning. I like the DJ. Really it's cool. Love it. Okay, we're going to head outside, by the way, in just a sec. Say hello to our friends on the plaza who've been here all morning. Someone with a birthday who keeps screaming, it's my birthday. Okay, I love it. With it's your birthday. Yeah. You are in the right place. Let's go to the 730 headlines. Pre-trial hearings where the five men accused of plotting the 9-11 terrorist attacks will resume today at Guantanamo Bay. The hearings were on hold for a year and a half due to the pandemic and changes to court personnel. And those proceedings come just days before the 20th anniversary of the attacks. Several family members of victims are at Guantanamo to watch the hearings in person. Now to an incredible story of survival. A three-year-old boy was found yesterday after being missing in the Australian wilderness for more than three days. The little boy named AJ disappeared from his rural home Friday morning, sparked a massive search effort involving more than 130 people Get this, yesterday a helicopter saw the boy, located him. He's autistic, nonverbal. He was sitting on a riverbank, drinking from a puddle of water. Mm. AJ's father called it a miracle. That's the family mm. members finding out that he was mm. okay. They celebrated. AJ was taken to the hospital. He said to be doing well. He's in good spirits. Got our morning boost a little early this yeah. morning. Uh, let's turn to the US Open now. If you didn't see that match between top-seeded Novak Djokovic and American Jensen Brooksby. You missed a good one. The 20-year-old from California gave the number one player in the world everything he had. Brooksby stunning the crowd by winning the first set, six games to one. But in the end, the Joker was just too much. The 20-time Grand Slam champion wins in four sets. He advances now to the quarterfinals. Oh, it's incredible. The crowd was with Brooksby, as you can imagine, at the U.S. Open. Now to overnight developments in a South Carolina case that, frankly, just gets more bizarre by the day. Yeah, this is a real weird one. It all started with a double murder of a prominent lawyer's wife and son nearly three months ago. And then he was wounded in a weekend shooting over the weekend. Well, now he is out of a job. He's accused of misusing funds by his family law firm. And this is Katie Beck joins us now from South Carolina with the very latest. Katie, good morning. Good morning, Craig. Alex Murdaugh is out of the hospital, and he is recovering at this time. Now, this prominent South Carolina attorney resigned from his position and entered rehab. That is yet another disturbing twist in the case as authorities continue to search for the person who shot him and the person who shot and killed his wife and son back in June. This morning, Alex Murdaugh is out of the hospital, out of a job, and entering rehab. 
The prominent South Carolina attorney resigned from his law firm Friday after the firm says it discovered Alex misappropriated funds. It's yet another twist in a stunning series of events devastating the well-known family. The resignation from the firm named in part for the Murdoch family coming days after Alex says he was shot in the head and just three months after his wife and son were killed in a mysterious double murder. In a statement Monday, Alex acknowledged his resignation but did not comment on the firm's allegations. He wrote that he is entering rehab, adding, I've made a lot of decisions that I truly regret. I am immensely sorry to everyone I've hurt, including my family, friends and colleagues. This weekend, Alex says he was shot along a rural road in Hampton County by someone in a truck. Authorities say Murdoch was airlifted and treated Saturday for a superficial gunshot wound to the head. Three months ago, Murdoch's wife and son were found fatally shot at their home. The incidents have left the Murdoch family convinced they're being targeted. Before his death, 22-year-old Paul was preparing to face trial on charges related to a 2019 boat crash that left 19-year-old Mallory Beach dead. Paul pleaded not guilty. The charges were dropped after his murder. The Murdaughs have been known as a powerful family in the state for decades. Three generations of Murdaugh men, including Alex's father, held the top prosecutor seat in the region. Now the family facing yet another misfortune. So, I mean, Katie, it's, I mean, it's, it really is such a complicated story, and it's gripping that community, as you know. Are authorities any closer to establishing any leads, any tips on who might have shot Alex Murdaugh over the weekend? Well, Craig, South Carolina investigators are being pretty tight-lipped about this case and the direction of this investigation. But what we do know is that Alex Murdoch met with authorities about Saturday night shooting and provided a very detailed description of the suspect and the vehicle involved. We also know that authorities have heard from Murdoch's former law firm about those alleged financial crimes he might have committed there. Guys. All right. Katie Bett from uh, State Law Enforcement Headquarters there in Columbia, South Carolina. Katie, thank you. What a story. Mm -hmm. Coming up next, Kate Snow's exclusive interview with Bill Cosby accuser Andrea Constan. Her reaction to his controversial release and watching him celebrate that freedom and her powerful messages to Cosby's defenders and survivors of sexual misconduct. That's right after this. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue. Panting, you're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. We're back now, 739, with In-Depth Today and a U.S. broadcast exclusive. Andrea Constant speaking out for the first time about Bill Cosby's release from prison. You'll remember, it was her allegations of sexual assault that led to Cosby's initial conviction back in 2018, a conviction that was overturned on procedural grounds in June. Senior national correspondent Kate Snow traveled to Canada mm. to talk with Andrea about all that's happened and her new book called The Moment, Standing Up to Bill Cosby, Speaking Up for Women 
Kate, good morning. Mm -hmm. You and Andrea go back many years. We do go back. Good morning, guys. I sat down with her back in 2018 in an exclusive interview that was deeply personal, raw, and revealing. In that, she shared her story that became a Dateline hour. So, yes, we have some history, Savannah. Things have changed dramatically, though, with the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania's decision and Bill Cosby's release. But as you'll see, Andrea has a serenity and a renewed purpose. She said again and again she will not obsess over the things that she can't control, and that includes Bill Cosby. And she shared with me her thoughts when she heard the news about the court's decision. I was really shocked. I was really shocked, disappointed. What does it say about the American justice system? That it's flawed? The Pennsylvania Supreme Court found the district attorney back in 2005 had essentially promised Bill Cosby he would never be criminally charged, though he made no formal agreement. So when Cosby was charged 10 years later, it was a violation of his due process rights. How can a district attorney enforce a decision on a backroom handshake? How can you give any credibility to that? All the time you put in, the years hmm. that you put in, what you put your family through on this journey. I wonder if I might feel like, wow, was it even all worth it? I've come way too far to, to go back to that place to wonder uh, whether it's all worth it or to have regrets. It was worth it. But it was worth it because I didn't feel alone. I had a whole community, a whole army of women and other survivors, strangers, family, friends, who were right there with me. In her new book, The Moment, Andrea Constant writes that she just wanted to be believed. Bill Cosby walks free, but it doesn't change the fact that my testimony was believed. Why did you want to write this book? I had a story to tell but also it was what was going to bring me true healing. She's found that healing in a new home she just moved to in the countryside outside Toronto. For her own health, she tries to avoid news about Bill Cosby. But she couldn't miss this scene after Cosby arrived home. When you watched him celebrate, how did that feel? Disgusting. It didn't surprise me, given the, the level of the, the arrogance and having no remorse during the time he was incarcerated, absolutely zero remorse for what he did to me. He has said that he will never show remorse because he, in his words, never did anything wrong. He's a sexually violent predator who basically was let out of jail. Cosby has said he's ready to go on tour again. Waiting, waiting, waiting for the okay for, for, for my fans. I don't really care, but anybody that gives him a platform to speak, to joke, rape is not a joke. She knows Cosby has defenders. Felicia Rashad, his co-star on The Cosby Show, she made headlines with a tweet after his release that said, a terrible wrong is being righted, a miscarriage of justice is corrected. It's disappointing to hear somebody who is in such a powerful position herself not to support survivors. After backlash, Rashad wrote, my remarks were in no way directed towards survivors of sexual assault. I vehemently oppose sexual violence. Good. I'm really happy to hear that. 
would you speak to her if she wanted to learn more about you or talk to you? Sure. Yeah, why not? Andrea is concerned that what's happened in her case could have a chilling effect on survivors of sexual misconduct. And as I sit here today, I want to send a message to not let this deter you from coming forward, from getting the peace and the healing and the closure that you need. She's now running a foundation called Hope Healing and Transformation with an app for survivors containing research, legal assistance, and a holistic healing program. I will fight. I will be a voice for the change that is needed. Whatever country, state, wherever I'm needed, I will be in service there to fight. Andrea understands that a lot of the more than 60 other women who accused Bill Cosby of various conduct are more angry than she is. She says she's just at a different place right now. She has forgiven Bill Cosby. She's building a new life. And she said that the overturning of Cosby's conviction has really only given her more purpose. Mm. Guys, I also asked her about Camille Cosby, mm -hmm. Bill Cosby's wife, and you'll hear that answer tonight on Nightly News. Well, Look forward to that. We'll be looking for a good conversation, Kate. Thanks, thank Kate. You. Thank you. All right. It is 745. How about another check of the weather, Mr. Roker? What you got? Well, guys, we're watching again in the, the tropics right now. We've got this invest area, 91L, in the Gulf of Mexico. 30% chance of development over the next five days, and you can see that zone in the Gulf and stretching all the way across northern Florida. The system reach the Florida panhandle tomorrow. Locally heavy downpours from New Orleans all the way to Panama City, back to Daytona Beach. By Thursday, it pushes off the coast. Additional development is uh, possible. We've also got Hurricane Larry, a Category 3 storm off uh, the East Coast, uh, threatening Bermuda, but it should move to its east. But we are looking at dangerous rip currents stretching from Charleston all the way up to Nantucket. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. And coming up, Monica Lewinsky will join us for an exclusive live interview why she says she decided to get involved in the new impeachment series, taking a look at her story and what she's hoping everybody takes away from it. But first, these messages. Coming up, we're going to continue our celebration of Willard Scott with special messages from the many people he impacted during his four decades here on the Today Show. I think you're going to recognize a few of the faces yes. you see who want to send their love to Willard's family and pay tribute to this wonderful man, including Al. Coming up, your 8 o'clock hour. <laughs> Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not.